take your Bibles and turn to Ephesians chapter 6. A familiar text. I just want to add some thoughts to you about it and, and let you know what we're going to be doing because we're going to honor moms today. And so, um, I'm going to need this in a minute. It's going to rain. Here we go. Uh, I think something great about moms. A uh, little six-year-old boy was uh, in the den looking at a picture, and he was looking at it trying to figure out kind of what it was and what it meant. And his dad comes by and says, son, what, what is it? What is she looking at? So I'm looking at this picture, and I don't know what it means. And, and it looks like, uh, it looked like you and mom. And, and so the dad says, well, let me tell you about that picture. That's our picture on our wedding day. That was our wedding. And he began to explain to him, because what does that mean? And, and he's trying to explain what the wedding meant and what the day signified and all this. And finally, the little boy interrupts and says, I got it. I got it. I know what it is. That's the day mom come to work for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You moms are going, yep. Amen. No. Uh, chapter 6, verse 1. Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. The book of Ephesians is written to Christians. It's about Christian behavior. Not only just Christian behavior, it's about Christian behavior under the influence and power of the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 5.18. And Paul says, once we get our, our life under the power of God, here's what it should look like. And he's already talked about husbands and wives. And, and now he's talking about children obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. It's what you would do unto the Lord. For this is the right thing to do. Now, when he says this is the right thing to do, that means there's a wrong thing you shouldn't do, right? That makes sense? Yeah. There's a right thing. If there's a right thing, there's got to be a wrong thing. The right thing is obedience. Guess what the wrong thing is? Disobedience. Rebellion. He said, children, obey your parents. Now, that includes your mom. We're going to talk about her today. Uh, honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you, and you will have a long life on earth. What does that mean? We're going to talk about honoring your mom. How you respond to your mother directly influences your quality of life. Hope you guys will listen. Hope all of us will listen. But how we respond to our mothers directly influences the quality of of our life. You got to get that. People aren't telling you that today. God gave us moms for a reason. Uh, and so how they display their love and grace and wisdom and knowledge influences our lives. Now, let me tell you what concerns me. The climate of disrespect I see a lot. And I see it quite often. This, this. Do you realize in the United States there's approximately 8 million assaults are made by children on their parents? Let me let that sink in. 8 million assaults. Something physical happened. 
was wrong. But this is our climate. I, I want to give you some, just some good thoughts today, some principles I want you to look at. Number one, respect her God-given position. If you're going to honor your mom, respect her God-given position and authority, and you will have favor with God and others. That's what this verse says. Respect her God-given authority. There's two things I want you to get. Obey, he uses two words. You obey your mom and you honor your mom. Now, it says dead, too, and I'm going to talk about dead on Father's Day. Today, I'm talking about mom. You obey your mom and you honor your mom. Obey is the action. I will listen to you attentively. What it means in the Greek, I will listen to you attentively. I will pay attention to what you're saying, and then I will respond positively. That's what obey means. All right? Now, honor means I will value you highly. Obedience is an, act, is an action. Honor is an attitude. And you need both. Let me, let me share the difference with you. Uh, one of my children, uh, one of my more strong-willed children, takes after her mom. Uh, we were having a, a, a moment of correction in her life, okay? And we were going, okay, um, you need to sit down now. It's time to sit down and behave. And we had to kind of say that again. And Charlene has said, you need to sit down. And finally, we made it clear that they need to sit down. And so they sit down. And I thought that was pretty neat. They just sit down. I thought, well, we got through. We won that battle. Everything is cool, all right? So that was good. And then the silence was broken, as they said, I'm sitting down on the outside, but I'm standing up on the inside. Attitude. Attitude. You know, guys... And I, I, I'm talking to, I hope you guys will hear me. Because you're here because your moms love you very much. They want you to be in a church where you hear the gospel and you're ex, exposed to, to biblical principles. They care about you. That's why you're here. They care about every aspect of your life. Your physical, social, emotional, recreational. Here's what I want you to get. You need to respect the fact that she has been given authority by God to be your mom. And let me tell you about that respect and obey thing. You think, well, when does that end? So some people think it ends when you turn 12. No. Some think, well, when you hit 16, get your driver's license, then you know. No. As a matter of fact, in the text it infers, as long as you're under your mom's roof, you are to respect and obey her. That means when she's taking care of you, paying some of your bills, paying your phone bill, washing your clothes, cooking your meals, you respect her. I don't care if you're 25. Matter of fact, you always should respect her even though you're not on her roof. Because she's your umbrella of authority. I hope nobody's superstitious. I'm not. I don't, I don't, yeah, I'm cool without saying that. Yeah. God's in charge. Here we go. This... Your mom is an umbrella of authority over you. That's why you honor her. 
God has given her an amazing position in your life. And she's here to pour God's love into you and God's purpose into you. She's here to help you grow and, and knowing Christ and living for Christ, making good decisions. And she has an umbrella of authority. Dad has one too. That's another sermon. But your mom has this. Now let me tell you what's going to happen in your life. You're going to go through life, and as you start out as a little kid, you're up under that umbrella, and your mom's taking care of you, and she's holding you close, and she's talking to you, and you think it's great. And then you get a little older, and you go, oh, I don't want to, you know, don't hug me so tight, and, you know, don't, uh, you know and, and let me have some room. The truth is, she has an umbrella of authority. And when you obey, you're under that umbrella of authority, which means you're finding God's favor first and foremost. Now, God's watching out for you. Because he loves you, he loves her, and he's honoring what she's doing in your life. The problem, here's what happens. As we get older, the devil's desire is to destroy us. You've got to get this. And what he wants to do is pull us out from the umbrella of authority. He wants to get that child, that teenager, that college student out from the umbrella. So he can have that, so he can destroy their life. In all my years of ministry, here's what I've observed. Children that become rebellious to their mom's authority, their dads, end up in trouble. Now, you can always come back and get forget, give forgiveness and be restored. That's cool. God does that. But sometimes there's a lot of damage done before you get back because the devil's trying to destroy you as quick as he can. He's not playing with you. He don't even like you. He just gives you fun things to do supposedly so he can destroy you. So when your mom is saying, let me tell you how you need to behave on this date. Let me tell you the places you should go and the places you shouldn't go. And you're going, oh, I don't need her to tell me that because, yeah, you do. Because she knows more than you. She just knows more. She's older. She has more experience. She's seen life from perspectives you've never seen it. And so, therefore, she is your umbrella of authority. And so you do that. You do that. Little boy was misbehaving. And his mom said, okay, you're going to go to your room. You're going to think about it. After you've thought about it, come down and we'll talk about it. He storms up to his room. He's gone for a while. And finally he comes back down. Says, mom, I thought about it. And I prayed. He said, well, that's good. You know, when you pray and ask God to help you behave, he will do that. He will help you, okay? He said, that wasn't my prayer. I said, well, what'd you pray? So, well, I didn't ask God to help me behave. I asked God to help you put up with me. <laughs> Sometimes our moms put up with us, okay? That's why you're such great moms. That unconditional love, <laughs> that miles of patience that's played out so many times. That's why we honor our moms. Man, they go the extra mile. They do things beyond imagination to demonstrate love and care. And sometimes it hurts your feelings because it's what needs to happen to wake you up or change your direction. This is the thing. So I want you to do something. I'm going to give you, I, I want you to get this. <laughs> I do. 
today, in honoring your mom, I want you to tell her thank you. And, and for, name at least three reasons you're thankful for her. I mean, anybody can say thank you. I mean, that's great to say thank you, but tell them why you're thankful. Three reasons. Now, you may not come up with them all at one time. You go, man, I've got to think about that. Hope you ain't got to think too long. But you call and text her or call her and say, I want to tell you, here's why I'm thankful for you. Talk about having a, an amazing moment in your home. And some of you are saying, Pastor, my, my mom's gone to be with the Lord. She's gone into eternity. Here's what I want us to do because I'm, I'm in the boat with you. My mom's been gone a long time. Tell God thank you for your mom and tell him the reasons why. Three reasons why you're thankful. I'm thankful for my mom because she prayed for me every day. You know, I doubt I'd be alive if she didn't pray for me because I did some brain-dead stupid stuff when I was a teenager. Man, I did. I did stupid stuff. I heard her pray one time. She used to pray. She'd pray in front of me. And as I got older, you know, when you get older, you get that attitude kind of stuff. You said, Lord, I pray you watch out for him when he's foolish. I've been foolish. You, hey, I thank God that my mom prayed for me. My mom loved me unconditionally. Man, she, she loved me. I, let me tell you, I tore stuff up in the house all the time. And I, was a, I just was getting into stuff and breaking stuff and uh, one time we got a we got a new TV and his kind of had the speaker in the bottom and TV on top and 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 uh, uh, it's back when you only had five channels man it was way back there so you're going some of you are going what five channels wow anyway so I climbed up on it because it looked pretty neat I was just a little I climbed on that thing got to the top and my weight and the TV became top heavy and it fell over on top of me and it broke several buttons and things and knobs. You know, my mom wasn't worried about TV. She won't make sure I was okay. Now, my dad, it was a different story. But, but my mom, was. she said, man, you okay? She didn't care about TV. Please hear me. There's reasons you should be thankful. You need to list them. Hey, don't go away going, ah, no, no. I don't care how old you are. If you're 50, tell your mom, you're thankful. Tell her you love her. The second thing is receive her gracious counsel in correction and direction, and it will help you reach your God-given potential. This principle that he talks about in Ephesians 6 is if you will respect your mom's position and authority, you'll listen to her. She's going to keep you out of trouble. She's going to tell you the people you need to avoid, the places you need to avoid, the things you need to do, the things that are important, the things that aren't, the things that you should worry, that you somehow be concerned about, the things you shouldn't. You see, your mom's going to help you sort that stuff out. So you listen to her. Sometimes we think, well, I'll listen to my mom if I agree with her. No, you need to listen to her. Now, there's going to come a time she's going to be your, instead of your chain of authority, she's going to be your chain of counsel when you go out and get, have your own family and, you know, become independent. She becomes your chain of counsel. But that doesn't mean you don't value her anymore. That means she has more value because she's got more knowledge to share with you. She can talk to you about what's going to happen in your marriage and what's going to happen when you have children and how you're going to deal with stuff. 
because she's lived it. You want to listen to her. They say, is there ever time you disobey? Yes, these reasons. If they're asking you to do something immoral, illegal, unethical, or unbiblical, then you disobey. Telling you about something of where you should go and how you should dress, that ain't illegal, immoral, unethical, or unbiblical. They're there to take care of you. They want the best for you. They want God to do something great in your life. They want you to be all you can be for who you are in the kingdom of God. So they're just trying to help you. They're not trying to rob you of fun. They're trying to fortify you for the future. Honor your mom. Honor. There's going to come a time when you honor her and receive. There's also going to come a time when you become the caretaker of your parents. Sometimes it's your mom. The roles reverse. That's part of honoring. It's what you do. You know, when you were little, mom took us to the doctor. There's going to come a time you're going to take your mom to the doctor because that's the right thing to do. Now, what we learn about faith and family really comes from our mom and our dads, but our moms are awesome. God gives that extra sense they have that, that I don't know how to define it. Women, they just, moms got it. They just know what's going on in your life. And I'm going to tell you, one of your base, one of your best, I know when, when we, the date life comes and you're getting all that stuff, and, and I understand it's somewhat cool. If your parents don't like the guy, then you need to really like him. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> but if your mom and dad don't like the guy, there's a really good reason. Might want to listen. Just saying, you know. Uh, that's how it is. Their counsel is to equip you. Their correction is to protect you. Their direction is to encourage you. Man, they own your team. They own your side. They're just trying to get you to the finish line with as few bruises and scars as they can. They're trying to keep you in the favor of God. They're trying to keep you in the favor of other people. If you learn how to respect your mom, you're going to know how to act in the business world. And the business world will like you. If you're disrespectful to your mom, you're going to be disrespectful to your boss. One day they're going to fire you. It's just practical stuff, guys. It's it's just how life works. And God says, I'm trying to give you the best of all possibilities in life. And one of the ways I've done that is to give you uh, my word, but I've given you a mom to help kind of pour that word into you. And you get unconditional love and unlimited prayer. I want to give you an illustration. Go to Matthew 20. I'm not going to read it. I just want to give the illustration. Here it is. We don't, I don't, that tradition says the mother in this text is named Salome. I don't know that for sure, but I'm going to tell you it's the mother of James and John. They were the sons of Zebedee. I love this mother. I, now, sometimes people kind of give this mother a hard time. And if you read this passage at first, you may go, I don't know if I like that lady much. I think she's great. Let me tell you why I think she's great. She had invested in James and John, the sons of Zebedee, her sons. And they had been trained in the things of God to the point when Jesus came on the scene, they recognized him. And they responded to his call to be an apostle, a disciple. And they said yes to his kingdom invitation because she had done a real good job of equipping them with knowledge about God. They were ready. 
They were ready. And, and, and then, here's what she does. Uh, she came to Jesus with her sons. She had them with her. Proud of them. Because they were good boys. And she knelt respectfully to ask a favor. She knew how to respond to God. That's pretty valuable. I'm sure at that moment she taught those boys something they didn't understand. Here's what you do when you're in the face of God. Here's how you act. And so she said, and Jesus said, what is your request? She said, in your kingdom, please let my two sons sit in places of honor next to you, one on the right and one on the left. Now you're thinking, what kind of person does that? I won't tell you what kind of person does that. I'll tell you what kind of mom does that. A mom who believes in her children. She believed they were committed to the kingdom. She believed they were committed to Christ. She believed they would be great for the future of the kingdom of God. She had ambition for it. There's nothing wrong with having ambition for your children. You say, how do you know it wasn't a bad thing? Because Jesus didn't rebuke her. He knew her heart. Here's what he said. Now, you understand, for the guy to sit on my right and my left, he's got to drink the cup I drink. You guys able to do that? And they said yes. You say, well, that sounds arrogant. I believe it's confidence that their mom had put in them. And then, you know how those two boys ended up? Their mom poured her life in them. She trained them. She taught them. And she promoted their well-being. She was encouraging them to, to step up and step out for the kingdom. And she was an awesome mom. It's okay to be ambitious for your children, to be ambitious for their conversion to Christ. Because that's the most important decision they'll make is trusting Jesus. If you make that one, the rest of them fall in line pretty good. If you miss that one, you're going to have a lot of bad decisions in life. So moms, you be ambitious about them knowing Christ. And then be ambitious about them developing Christian character. Ambition about developing their skills and abilities. Ain't nothing wrong with that. As unto the Lord. I love this mom because she said, My boys will stand with you all the way, Jesus. Man, they have a heart for you. You can trust them. You say, well, how'd those boys end up? Well, James did follow Jesus and drink the bitter cup of death. He was the first martyr in the book of Acts. He died for his faith in Christ. Faithful to the end. Pretty good. And John... John was known as a disciple of love. How committed was he? When Jesus was being crucified and hung on that cross, it was to John. He said, take care of my mother. John, I, man, you. Of all his disciples, only one stood at the cross. It was John. Disciple of love. Got to write some books in the Bible. He was faithful up until in the, in the 90s 
A.D., he was exiled to the Isle of Patmos, faithful to the end. And he got to see what the end's going to look like. Awesome. I don't know about you, but I think she did a pretty good job. And it's obvious they respected her and honored her. Honor your mom. When you honor her and obey her, you'll avoid the sins you need to avoid, the pitfalls you need to avoid. Obedience always enriches us. Always. Disobedience robs us. Honor your mom.